leaving college is a big change for everyone. I think no one really knows what to expect. You have to be careful getting yourself into a mental trap just because I'm doing a job today that I have somehow defined my entire path to the future. When they have a hundred pictures in a room after they're all talking, they will fight for you over anyone. Taking that insatiable appetite and tying it with what you're really good with. When people live that way, others around you notice there's something different about you. Did you want to be a CEO when you were a kid or did that kind of just happen? It never occurred to me to be a CEO when I was a kid. If a student could articulate that, employers may pass out. Welcome back to Practive Passionate. Today we have something a little bit different for you. This is a snippet of a recording from one of the mentoring sessions that Rashav and I do. As you know, Rashav and I record everything, and since this bit came out so relevant to the upcoming spring college career fairs, we thought it might be beneficial to release it as an episode. Bear with us, as the audio is of lower quality since we weren't recording with our mics. It starts off working with Taylor's elevator pitch uh, to a potential recruiter, and then we transition into talking about a way that you can flip the script on the recruiter altogether. Uh, So we hope this ends up being helpful to you. And with that, here is Taylor practicing his elevator pitch to start. Um, Hi, my name is Taylor Hadley. I'm currently a sophomore studying business here at Virginia Tech, and I sought your company out for your role in the promotion of diversity and inclusion through my various um, roles on campus jobs. The promotion of those two themes is one of my core values, and I wanted to align myself with a company that also sponsors those core values and also allows me to grow those within the company. And through the various opportunities I've seen, with your company, I really want to be a part of making that change happen. Pretty good. Thoughts? We'll, we'll let Rashida kick it off this time. Um, maybe, okay, so I think you definitely, like, put it together really well. Um, I guess I was just, like, confused in terms of, like, were you talking about, like, what were you talking about with the promotions and so, like, one of the strategies I use, like, when I go to career fairs and stuff is I research a lot of companies beforehand, and I specifically look for companies that have workplace cultures that promote inclusivity and diversity within them. Okay. So, like, Goldman Sachs and stuff, like, have, like, you know, pride summits and things like that. Like, those are the things that really jump out towards me, and, like, those are the booths that I, like, come out for. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes so much more sense. Um, yeah, I definitely think that you definitely put it together, and obviously it's going to show the companies that you've been researching and like you understand like what kind of things that they have to offer what do you think he could have improved because for example like i didn't know what he was like talking about in the beginning so maybe just explain that a little bit more what are your thoughts julia i thought it sounded really good like the whole perspective standpoint i it sounded good i liked it I just think maybe more specifically, like you hinted at the roles that you've had on campus. I would talk mm-hmm. about those because when you get specific, then people remember you like, oh, Taylor, he was an orientation leader for like three years. Like, however, you know, mm-hmm. then when you know that you can identify people by the specific roles they've had in their lives or like the skills that you could infer that you've gained from those roles. So even though you're not necessarily talking about the soft skills you've gained from those roles, you are like it's kind of general knowledge that people know that you have those skills because you had that role and because you learned from that, if that makes more sense. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. Alex, any thoughts? Yeah, no, those are, I mean, those are all great points, uh, Julia and and Rashita. 
Uh, so Taylor, my feedback for you there is you talked about how diversity and our importance of, of um, respecting diversity and, and being inclusiveness or and inclusiveness as a, as a concept itself is something you look for. But I didn't hear you tie that to any personal memorable story about yourself. Okay. Something like I had a best friend who had, through today's you know modern culture and the adversity going on here in the U.S. between you know with a lot of different the different politics in play, I have a friend who really struggled. He's not respected here in America just because of his background. And watching that kind of inspired me to make sure that wherever I'm going in life, I'm going to make sure that those people have a voice. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's going to be powerful to me. Like I need you to have more of a story there along with okay. your core. Like it's fantastic. Like those are great core values to have, and there's not a single company that. Uh, would say no, we don't want that, right? Like that's that's a mm-hmm. definitely a hot thing to bring in, bring to the table. But I just needed to connect more to who you are, uh, some personal story that they can remember of why this is such a vulnerable moment for you. Okay, that makes I know, sense. What do you what do you think, Rashad? Uh, on, on that. Yeah, so I like literally you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, to, something different I'll add is I think the you have less than like five to seven seconds with a recruiter to really gain their attention. A, only because there's a sardine of students that are going about trying to get their attention, but also now you've handed them a physical resume where they're not even making eye contact. I think, Julia, it was you that mentioned the point of like conversations really opened up when eye contact was involved. So how do you get them to really veer off the piece of paper and be like, wow, let me actually get to talk to Taylor more, Mm -hmm. right? It's, It's so... When you started off with, hi, my name is Taylor, I'm a, like, BIT, blah, 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 every every single person is doing that. I think if you actually flip the order, all you guys, if you guys actually flip the order and spoke about your values first and then ended it with my experiences, right, kind of put that substance behind it, I think that was the word that was thrown out there, and then towards the end made it personal, not only to the position but also to them. So the framework being, if we stick on your example here, hi, my name is Taylor, and growing up all through my life, just based on my friends, diversity and inclusion has always been something I've had somewhat of an affinity to, only because I have saw the struggles that he went through as far as wanting to be accepted, and that's where we started to become a lot closer, where I felt that whenever I provided an inclusive environment, he was at his best. And when I look at companies and when I look at people, we say cultures all the time, but what really does that mean if we're not inspiring others to be our very best? And as soon as I got into college, having the three years of experience of being orientation leader at Virginia Tech, I've really found a knack for it. And I feel like moving forward within my professional career, that's something I really want to advocate and be a champion for. And when I'm doing all this research, your company stands out to me time and time again. And to bring that research to life, I'm really excited to talk to you today. So just tell me a little bit, like, how did you get to where you are today within this role? So does, does that narrative, like, make sense? I see a lot of oh, like, heads yeah, and yeah, yeah. But, Oh, like, yeah, hi, yeah. I, that was, sure. like, that's, like, what I wanted it to look like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're on the right path. You, you, I mean, uh-huh. again, you know, like Julie was saying, it was very, very articulate as well. You did a great job uh, with the message. But, yeah, just, you know, make, like Rashab says there, just make it more personal. Literally, mm-hmm. if okay. you had flipped it, dude, I think that would have been a f- phenomenal story. Because, mm-hmm. A, yes, you had the personalization, you had the research, everything like that. I think all you guys just flip it. Julia, like, talk about the values growing up, right? Like, growing up, out-of-state student, 
you know, although my neighborhood, although the, the kids in my neighborhood were growing up in their own light, I was independent enough to always seek more autonomy. And I ended up getting a job at a really young age. And that's when I was exposed to retail and the act of customer service and always serving others. So going into college, I really wanted to do something where I could put those skill sets to good use. And that's why I chose hospitality and tourism management. So with the research I'm doing, your company stands out to me time and time again. And I really want to bring that research to life and love to learn a little bit more about you. What gets you excited to work for Hilton? Oh, fuck. Like, okay. I'm I, Now, if they're still looking down at the piece of paper when you ask them, you might as well leave because you don't want to waste your time, you know, working for a company. That's not going to give you the time of day to do that. And Rashida, I think going back to that, I love how you worked in the context of bringing medicine, what success was defined by other people. Um, and Alex is right a little bit, right? Like, own your just story. Just a little bit, not, yeah. not whole, wholly, just a little bit. Right? <laughs> just a little bit. Like, I think, I think owning that part of like, yes, parents, all that, but you could have been like, you know, growing up, my community really defined success as possibly me going down a path of studying medicine. And although I thought that's what I wanted to do for a while, I really realized after having experience in XYZ that I, I had a knack for understanding and being the bridge between technology and communication. And that's frankly the number one reason of why I chose BIT. And when doing my research, your company just, it becomes number one on the list. Like that phrase, just keep, you know, you take the high level aspect of research and then bring in, that's why your company comes up at the top of the list. It's kind of like a business case of why you're talking to them to begin with. It's very intentional. And at the end, then invite them to a conversation. You know, we, we talk about being diverse, we talk about it being inclusive, but none of us really act on it, not at a tactical level. And here's your opportunity to do so. Here's your opportunity to learn something about somebody where you can relate that maybe they moved seven times out of their life to you and that's why they're finding, that's why they're trying to put themselves out of the comfort zone to find their home. And imagine, you know, you saying your uh, hand at a whatever recruitment thing where we select people, that's the story I connected them with, as opposed to, oh, they did FBLA, they were great in high school, you know, they know DECA, something. Just, hear DECA. Yeah, DECA, <laughs> what, whatever the cookie cutter methods are. I, I think you guys definitely now are becoming champions for creating the framework for others. Last thing is the opportunity to close. So when you think about career fairs, right, like let's say we are operating under the same framework of um, – Oh, like, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you. Make them about you. Because you research the company, great, you know the company, but you want to build a connection with the recruiters. So let's say, you know, hypothetically, she asks about you, the conversation's flowing, then you get to the awkward part. Uh, so I want an interview. I don't, she's not hinting at it. How, what do I, like, uh, I don't know. Start asking this from now on. If the conversation is dying down, you say, you know, it was a pleasure talking to you. I want to be respectful of your time. And I know you've got other students waiting and are eager to talk to you. Is there anything today, looking at my resume and having conversations that would hold you to have any reservations for me moving forward? Now let's take a minute to pause that, right? Is there anything today from looking at my story as well as my resume that would give you reservations on possibly from me moving forward? What that provides now is now the recruiter is trying to sell you on why you should be a good fit for the interview. We talk about this in sales all the time. 
You want to come to an agreement where the customer actually advises you on why they should work with you. So if Christina or Courtney or any recruiter says, Ashley Taylor, no, your experience on inclusiveness, I love what you said. I mean, I think, you know, really keep moving forward. Let's, let's stay in touch, things like that. Digest all that. Well, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, so, you know, you mentioned all these things. How do we move forward? Like they, they sold you. Now you're just asking them, hey, how do I move forward? Right? Like people want to say yes more than they want to say no. No one is there to have a bad time. Make them sell you as opposed to you selling them. Thoughts, concerns, comments? I like that. I've never really thought about that strategy before. Yeah, I never but thought about it that way. I like kind of flipping it on them because then like it makes them, like they have to search for a reason why you wouldn't be a good fit. And if like the conversation went well, there shouldn't like on the surface necessarily be one, which is then, you know, reaffirms in like the recruiter's mind, like, wow, this person's serious. Like, oh, I really can't think of anything. They would be a good fit. Let's talk more about potential future steps. Yeah, I think it yeah. makes them think about you and like it makes them like, I guess, look at your resume or something and then kind of in their head makes them think, oh, wait, like I can't find anything wrong or you they might not have like an answer for you but like obviously it's going to make you look better thoughts julia no uh, definitely like... what taylor and rashita said um i definitely say that putting it on them too brings it more of a brings you out of the woodwork because a lot of people come to these things and a lot of people get just like put into a pile and even though you do have a good pitch and you do have all of that you could still get put in the pile and by saying well what what could possibly be wrong like asking them that question definitely will pull you out of the pile and I think that's really important because like with job recruiting from my experience and from being at her business horizons last semester like seeing how many people were just put into a pile and like in your brain too I mean we all do that as humans. When I meet someone that I know I'm not really like, hey, I met you at a party or something. Like, yeah, it's like in the back of my brain somewhere all the way there. But when you ask them, when they ask you something in re retrospect, then I, the questioning is good. That's basically yeah. what I'm saying. No, 100%. And I think any objection that they might throw, it's like, hey, Taylor, like we're really looking for someone with more of an experience in XYZ or Ashita, like, you know, we want more coding experience. It's like, oh, funny you mentioned that actually, because during my past internship, I had these. So any objection they throw at you, you have an answer ready. It then, in those 30 seconds to a minute, it turns into an interview as opposed to them looking at you, throwing you into the pile. So I know we're gonna wrap up here. I see a lot of head nods. I'm sure gears are turning. Um, action items. Uh, let's craft individually an elevator pitch that is going to discover what we talked about. Sorry, um, I was just thinking, um, like you were saying, kind of, you know, turn it on them, have them, like, tell you what's, like, wrong, what's not wrong. Um, just because, like, also, like, mentioning there's so many people waiting in line, all of that, is this, especially, like, Business Horizons, is this something that recruiters will be willing to do when there's all these people waiting in line? Like, do they kind of have in mind hey, I want to talk to you for, like, five minutes, and that's pretty much it. Like, I don't know. Oh, mind if I take this one, Michelle? That's all you, yeah. Okay, so here's, I mean, the whole point of them being there is they're looking for great candidates, right? So as long as you're not wasting their time talking about something that's irrelevant to their mission of doing so, 
I, 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 and you're right. We do want to be respectful of their time, but if you're proving to them that you're a great candidate, then if anything, you know, you're making their whole trip valuable, right? So that's kind of the framework. You, I, you, although, yes, you want to be respectful if the conversation isn't going anywhere. Absolutely. You know, I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, and you know, say, if, if you can tell maybe that, you know, they don't seem interested, they, their eyes have been down the whole time, then, you know, I want to be respectful. But, I mean, you can even say, I want to be respectful of your time. Just one last question. You know, is there anything here real quick that, you know, you think is not going to be satisfactory for this position or whatever? And that's where they mention that. And you, you know, that's your last line, right? Like, that's that's the closing of the conversation. It's not, not like you're asking for another 30 minutes. You know, be concise right. with that messaging. Um, but again, you know, the whole point that they're there is to find good candidates. So I don't know if you would uh, add anything to that, Rochelle. But... Nope, that was perfect. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends. Our goal is to empower as many young professionals as possible. If you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and haven't yet done so, throwing us a rating or subscribing helps us know we're headed in the right direction. If this has left you wanting more, visit us at practicallypassionate.com. We've got our guests up there along with links to reach out to them and a place to reach us directly to suggest a topic or ask a question. Either way, we're here to help you on your journey. Again, that's practicallypassionate.com. As always, thanks for listening. This is Alex. This is Rashav.